Hey, welcome to another episode of Devin's Bluegrass and American Roots Show. This time featuring the bluegrass band Lonesome Meadow. Now, let's jump right into the music as you guys are expecting with a band that I know really well. Here's the Seth Sawyer Band with November Rose. Stepped out the door. 
And that second track you heard was Big River Bluegrass with Big River. Let's slow things down a little bit right now with Alicia Nugent and Just Another Alice. It's like listening to a witness up there on the stand when she testifies her story before a three-piece bend blinded by the spotlight it's hard to understand she's just another Alice here in Wonderland it's like listening to an angel caught in a trap she knows she can't go on she knows she can't go back Another waitress, another smoky bar Wonders where she stands If she's just another Alice Here in Wonderland And the sidewalks down on Broadway Are trailing broken hearts They lead the lonely dream takes the chance Yes, she just another Alice here in Wonderland Well, every now and then we'll see one come along with the takes the chance Yes, she just another Alice here in Wonderland Home down at the Greyhound station Another takes the chance Am I just another Alice
sticking with Alicia's stuff, let's go with the track that she recorded with Bradley Walker, shall we? So I think I've kept you guys waiting long enough. Let's go right into the interview I had a few weeks ago with Lonesome Meadow. All right, so first of all, thank you guys for doing this. How about we start with, uh, why don't you introduce yourselves to people that don't know you? Hi, we're Lonesome Meadow. Um, I'm Anne-Marie, and I'm 23, and I play fiddle, mandolin, and I sing. 
I'm John, I'm 21, and I play guitar and sing. I'm Gary, I'm 19, I play the banjo and I sing. I'm Mark, these are my three children, and I play bass for the band. Uh, we've been a band for about 10 years, um, and we play all over. We play bluegrass music as a family, and uh, we've just been enjoying it and having a good time. Yeah, we've, we're an award-winning band. We've played all across North America, the U.S., I guess, and Canada. So when did Lonesome Meadows start singing together? So when we first got started, uh, we actually played at an open mic uh, in Tennessee in Cumberland Gap. Um, and originally we just kind of, um, we were more just a family than a band. We played instruments and sang individually, but not really uh, a formal blended uh, part. Um, so eventually, you know, we began to try and do harmonies uh, when we started performing around. Um, and the classic three-part harmony of bluegrass was always our goal. Um, so for the first few years, we kind of started that. So I'd say about eight years we, uh, we've been singing together. Um, but then, you know, then again, about five years in, um, we began kind of re-looking at our harmonies and trying to figure out how to improve upon what we already had. We actually watched a Daily and Vincent video that talked about how to do harmonies and took some stuff from that. Uh, we actually recorded using some recording software. Uh, tried to sing harmony parts with ourselves to figure out how to best fit everything. Um, and eventually we figured out how we could map harmonies on, uh, onto sheet music, essentially. And uh, that essentially improved our harmonies more. So that was, that was kind of the big process we went through for that. Yeah, and we're kind of now at the point we can just put them together as we go. So we've definitely improved a lot in that yeah, Not perfect, but we, uh, <laughs> we get, get the idea at least. Okay, so we can either do this next one as the entire band or individually. So, who are your biggest influences? So, we listen to all kinds of music. Um, one of our favorite artists is Alex Krauss and Union Station, and particularly Dan Tominsky. I really love his stuff, the way he sings. It's just awesome. Um, as for my influences on the banjo, Jens Kruger is probably the biggest one. Um, he does stuff that nobody else has ever even thought of doing before. Um, Sammy Sheeler's another big influence. Um. Yeah, as for me, um, I would say guitar, my biggest influences are uh, Clay Hess, Kenny Smith, um, and particularly Tony Rice. I actually spent one summer just trying to learn all the stuff off of his albums. Uh, his playing is just one of a kind, um, and the tone he gets... Uh, so I'm always working towards that, you know, maybe an end goal um, if I ever get there. Um, and then as far as singing, I would also say Tony Rice, you know, the way he sings Church Street Blues just gives me goosebumps every time. Um, and I also love Sean Lane. Uh, Ronnie Bowman is also a big influence. I think, you know, the way he sings, particularly with Lonesome River Band, is just uh, just on point. Um, and my biggest influence, I think, is Alison Krauss, um, both vocally and uh, on the fiddle. She's just incredible. Um, she came to Columbus a couple years ago, and we got to see her in concert, so that was really something else. Um, and then I also uh, fiddle uh, Aubrey Haney. Uh, he plays at the Mac every, every year, I think, and we got to see him a couple times, and he just, there's some of the things that he does, he's played like all four strings at the same time, it's just incredible. And then I also went to, we all went to uh, Steve Kaufman's acoustic camp yes. when we were little, and uh, Bobby Hicks taught there, so uh, he ate some vanilla ice cream and taught me how to play Cheyenne, and it was really cool. <laughs> um, so that was definitely a moment to remember there. 
Yeah, and I'd say as a band, you know, we listen to a lot of different stuff, mm-hmm. and it definitely uh, puts influences on the way we uh, we play our music and the song choice that we do. Um, as we've all gone off to college, we actually you know bring in stuff from other genres. So um, on our latest album, we got you know Sweet Annie, which is a Zach Brown uh, cover. Um, basically, you know, we combine stuff from you know 70s, 80s. Um, rock and roll, folk music, and I think bringing it all in and you know putting a bluegrass spin on it actually gives it kind of an original, original sound. Um, but we also listen to a lot of traditional stuff. Uh, big fan of the country gentleman. Uh, so all that I think plays into the kind of the eclectic sound that we go for. Um, hopefully we achieve some of the elements of each. Okay, so I bet a lot of people are wondering this one. So where did the inspiration for your current album come from? Uh, the inspiration for the song that we wrote on the album, uh, I guess that kind of started, we love traveling, and our last CD was about trains and traveling <laughs> across the country on trains, so <laughs> we thought, you know, let's change it up a little bit and do something different, so um, this one's about a bus and riding around so a bus different. ticket. It's actually kind of sad if you think about all you do is travel, because traveling is fun in small bits, but it wouldn't be any good if you didn't get to do it with your family. So that's kind of where that song came from, and that's how that became the title track of our album, I guess. All right, so this might be a long one, but what is your favorite track on the album, and why? My favorite song to record was probably We Live in Two Different Worlds. Uh, It was definitely a different take on how we usually record. Um, There wasn't a set of a plan as far as how the breaks were going to go, so... Um, and it's got kind of a swing feel, and I really love playing swing on the guitar. So essentially the recording engineer just set up a, uh, a big long track uh, with the, all the backup already uh, recorded, and I just improvised for you know 10 or 15 breaks, and we just kind of went back through and listened to things and took the ones we liked and re-recorded sometimes to find, you know, take little parts from each. Um, and essentially it gave me a chance to just kind of uh, enjoy myself and just try and be creative without a real set plan. Uh, so that was just a lot of fun. It wasn't the the typical style of recording that we usually go with. Yeah, um, I'd probably have to say that Sweet Annie was my favorite song to record. Um, it was just very different from me. I'm not used to playing the dobro, and on that one I got to play, you know, I did one small lick on the banjo, and that was, you know, the only banjo in the entire song. Um, I played dobro the, most of the time and got to learn that a lot, which was fun. And, you know, I liked keeping the, you know, very monotone driving beat in the background, um, which is one of my favorite things to do on the banjo, but I got to do the entire song with the dobro, so that was cool. Um, I guess my favorite was On Heaven's Bright Shore, um, and it just, it went um, it went through a whole transition from just kind of your classic on Heaven's Bright Shore to kind of something that just is unique to us. Um, so it was really cool to see it go through that process and turn from like a good song into what I think is a great song. So uh, it was really cool to see and to be part of that, I guess. Yeah, and I'd say like that one's a particularly interesting one because we actually recorded that one at the very beginning when we first started recording. It was like a year in advance almost. Um, and then you know, we'd come back every few months and decide to kind of restart and change some things and yeah, I think the that was the was... song that we changed the most yeah. Yeah. the entire CD like we did it first middle and last yeah but I think the result was worthwhile so yeah all right I ask this one to almost everyone I interview how does the process of recording differ from performing I'd have to say I actually much much prefer performing um, it's a lot more stressful to record a song because 
you listen to it afterwards and you can hear every single mistake and when you're performing it's kind of you play the note and then it's gone so if you like make a little tiny error somewhere it's not it doesn't live on forever like it does in recording and it's also when we record we have a tendency to like we we get we have to sit in separate rooms kind of so that all the sound stays separated so it's a lot harder to communicate as well like we do on stage and so it's a lot more um, it has to be a lot more planned out and kind of like rehearsed before ahead of time kind of I don't know exactly how to say what I'm trying to say but um, it's, it's so it's a lot more structured and it's hard to have as much fun with that I think yeah and I'd say like you can't work off each other oftentimes on stage or something doesn't go exactly as planned uh, just by looking at each other and kind of reading body uh, body language you can essentially make your song uh, follow that path that it was taking um, and that's a really big advantage of uh, performing on stage but when you're actually in the recording studio you may not want to take that path or you may not be able to take that path because you just can't read uh, your fellow musicians yeah like um, the the being able to read each other on stage is really helpful like whenever we're just jamming in a group and, and doing new songs that we actually haven't done before Lots of people think that we have done them before because John Amory and I communicate so well and we all realize that, hey, we're coming to an end. This is the last <laughs> chorus, like, end it now. And we all do this, like, perfect synchronized ending. And everybody's like, how have you not done that before? <laughs> we're like, well, I don't know. I just knew it was going to end. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a, a very different thing between recording yeah. and performing, yeah. for sure. So <laughs> Two different worlds, Performing sure. is a lot more fun, if you ask me. But... <laughs> So how has your music changed over time? I think the biggest thing with our music is that we blend. We kind of work as a team better than we ever did before. Um, when we first got started, obviously, you know, we weren't quite as proficient on our instruments or on our vocals. Uh, we were almost entirely separate. There was, uh, I think it was Dad who said, you know, uh, we were all playing the same song, but not really, like, with each other. Um, yeah, we we're, were playing the same song at the same time, but it didn't really fit is maybe not the right word but it blend, didn't really blend yeah. so um and now we're a lot better at kind of reading each other and figuring out oh now it's gary's turn to go yeah or it's john's turn to go yeah so. and i think like when you're playing as a band you have to kind of take turns you know you're all playing you're backing each other up and you all have to take turns you know kind of stepping in the spotlight um and originally you know particularly when you're younger uh you all kind of want to be in the spotlight at all times <laughs> Um, and that doesn't necessarily make for as good of a uh, overall performance or overall sound. Uh, so I think we've definitely gotten better at that. Um, also, I would say we're uh, we've definitely gotten a wider variety of uh, music that we listen to now, um, particularly you know influences from when we each left for college and kind of when we come back together, we've all heard new parts and have new things to try. I think that makes a big difference as to the resulting sound that we get. So you might not be able to answer this one, but is there a reason for for the break between albums? So in the past, we've always gone down to Nashville or we recorded a few albums on our own. Um, but the biggest thing when we went down to Nashville or down to Virginia for a third album is that we have to go down there for a week or two and try and record all of our stuff and get it all into you know tip-top shape. Uh, in kind of a short time period, um, and it you know it's very good because you know you get the album out quick. There's a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of time spent in the moment. You know you basically you know your songs really well at that point, so you've got a lot of chances to make changes quickly. 
Um, but one big thing with this album was we actually were able to find a recording engineer um, out near our house who was just awesome at you know, recording. He was very uh, proficient in uh, the editing and everything. So we actually had the ability to drive over there several times a week for uh, a month or two, actually, and um, kind of make changes to things and record everything we wanted to. We were able to kind of add parts, and we even recorded a few extra songs to try and figure out what would fit best in the album as a whole. Uh, so that took definitely extra time, but I think the the value of it was that we got a lot more artistic opportunity by you know looking at these songs for a longer amount of time. So how has your relationship to music changed over time? I have to say the biggest difference I've noticed is that now that we play music, it's a lot it's a lot more fun to play than it is to listen to, honestly. So, um, you know, going to a festival or whatever, it's not as fun to sit in the audience as it is to go play with, you know, with John and Gary and dad um, somewhere, you know, behind our car or whatever. It's, a, it's definitely changed that. It's also kind of broadened our musical tastes, I'd say. We like a yeah. lot of different music, um, 70s, 80s. 60s, 50s country. Every decade. Every decade, yeah. Um, so we just listen to a lot of different things. Um, yeah, I would Some also... jazz, some classical, some this and that. Um, yeah, and I'd say, like, also definitely, like, it's become more of a social experience. So originally when you play... Uh, you can't really do things like jamming with other people because you all have to know the song in advance and know exactly what you're doing. You can't really work off of each other when you're first starting. So yeah. I would say as time went on, it became more of a thing where we could actually meet people and you know, your first time meeting someone, play a song with them and kind of get to know them through that. Yeah, and there's yeah. also kind of a, a rush when you get it right, I guess. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great and it's feeling. A, it's a really good feeling. So um, that it, it, it all of that combines to make playing a lot of fun yeah and and recently we did a, a collaboration with a bunch of different young bands um on a dvd and you know basically all the time that we weren't performing our own di individual songs we were jamming with the other bands and getting to know them and like it's it's a really big social aspect of of like you know the of music, music. Yeah. yeah just music in general like you know, going to IBMA, you can just go sit in the hallway and play your instrument and you'll meet people just because they come up and want to play with you. Yeah. Okay, guys, let's play the uh, Zach Brown cover that you guys were just talking about. Pretty girls in late night bars 
hearts seem to be my line of work Believe me when I say I can't stay this high forever This man that all he can stand Gotta lay this body down Sweet Annie Won't you stay with me a while Cause this road's been putting miles on my heart Sweetheart, I've been living in a fantasy But someday lightning will strike And my bark will lose its bite But don't give up on me Sweet2011 by my good friends the Atkinson family Nancy Griffiths I wish it would rain Once I had a 
streets of my old hometown where everybody knows my name. Gonna ride the waves down to Galveston when the hurricanes blow in. Cause that Gulf Coast water tastes sweet like wine when your heart's rolling home in the wind. Well, I wish it would rain, wash my face clean. I wanna find some dark clouds piling here. Oh, love and a memory, sparkling like diamonds. Now let's go straight from them to another family band that Alicia Nugent was in, and I realize we're playing a lot of her, but that's because it's such great stuff. Here's Alicia Nugent's The Nugent Family Band. Is anybody here from Louisiana? Stand. 
You know what? Let's slow it down for the last song of the day with a cover of When I'm Good and Gone.
Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of Devin's Bluegrass and American Roots Show. Special thanks goes out to Lonesome Meadow for being my special guest this week. Stay tuned for another episode. Oh, the company, but my dog.